The people who walk through your doors seeking service? Of course they matter. But even more, your people who serve them matter. It's a message hitting home in a tight job market where disengaged employees have more options than ever. So how do you keep your talent? How do you grow them? And how do you attract the best prospects? To find out, we'll talk with Jamie Frogale, Director of Learning and Development at Arlington Community Federal Credit Union and a featured speaker at BAI Beacon. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. SageWorks offers banks and credit unions lending, credit risk, and portfolio risk software. By automating the life of the loan with SageWorks, bankers book loans faster and reduce risk. SageWorks provides integrated solutions to more than 1,300 financial institutions. For more information, visit sageworks.com. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Fantastic to have you here with us. And coming in live from Arlington, Virginia, we have Jamie Frogale. Jamie is the Director of Learning and Development at Arlington Community Federal Credit Union. Jamie has 20 years of experience in the banking industry, and 15 of those years have been in a learning and development role. Best of all, she'll be speaking at BAI Beacon that takes place in Orlando, Florida, October 9th through 11th. We are so privileged to have you speaking at Beacon. And Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Jamie, you know, I know, finding top talent is hard, (laughs) keeping it even harder. Where do banks begin? Oh, that's a good question. And it's definitely very tough. The job market today is great for employees, hard for employers. And so by focusing on keeping that talent once you get it is really, I believe, a top priority for the banking industry. And what are you doing once they're on board to develop them and make them feel valued and so that they want to stay with you? Your session at BAI Beacon is entitled, You Found the Right People. Now, how do you keep them? So to your point, why is employee retention engagement so important for the industry right now? Out there, there's a big skill gap. And so when you actually find that right skill, you're able to get a hold of it, keeping it so that the time and money that it takes to that hamster wheel recruitment, you got to stop that hamster wheel and keep them on board so that you can focus on what you have. There's so much to know, especially when you think of the frontline staff. It's not as easy, I think, as it used to be in the past with the more technologies we have, just in my organization alone, the different systems that our employees just have to log into to do their job. So the amount of information they have to know and to be able to stay on pace is a lot. And if you're constantly recruiting because you have constant turnover because you're not keeping that talent, first off, sometimes it may even take a long time to fill that position. And then once you do, you end up losing them and starting all over again. So you never have fully developed staff that can really help your customers or your members. You will see your customer member service survey scores go down and take a hit when you have constant new people. What should organizations be doing? What steps should they take to retain good talent, to keep them on board? 
I think the higher category is how engaged are your employees? Because I can have all the right perks and benefits. If I don't feel valued, I don't feel cared about, I'm not going to stay. And I think a lot of us can relate to this. I know I have left jobs before. I have one specifically in mind because I wasn't engaged and I did not have a manager who valued, supported me. And I took a big pay cut to work for an employer who did value me and I felt engaged and connected with. So as an organization, what are you doing to retain people? I ask, are you watching your managers? And so I'm sure all of us have had this experience as well, where you're working for a manager who's maybe not so hot and you're asking yourself, does anyone know this manager is not at the top of their game and not effective? And if they know, why aren't they doing anything about it? Then as an employee, you're sitting there feeling a sense of kind of helplessness. And so this is when employees start to leave right? And they go work for a place where they have managers who are engaging them and making them feel valued. So there's many reasons why employers do this. They just don't know. They're not looking around. Or it could be maybe they have their head in the sand. They do know, but they're not doing anything about it for reasons. Could be relationships, connectedness. It could be results. And I like think using results is a big reason why a lot of times we keep ineffective managers on board because they're getting results. But that's a short-term game. It's not the long-term game. Now, some people will stay, but obviously not everybody, right? So you'll have those employees who will stay, they're self-motivated, maybe their sales team getting big incentives, and they'll stay for a while. But your high performers will start leaving. And then what you'll be left with in the end is people who either don't have other options or the people who stay, but they're actively disengaged. So they'll actually start working against the manager. So in the end, those results that had you put your head in the sand of that manager will end up being the very thing that you know hurts you. And you'll stop getting the results. So to kind of summarize, organizations need to be paying attention to what their managers are doing and how they're treating their staff if you want that employee engagement to work. How do you engage those employees? How do you get them to truly feel and believe that they're making a difference, that they're part of the team, that they're engaged? Mm -hmm. Great question. And one of the tools I think are really important is Gallup's 12 elements of engagement. And when you look at them, They're really in two buckets, about half fit into the I feel good bucket. I'm valued. It's a safe environment. I have relationships on a relationship level. I feel connected. So the other bucket is all about performance development coaching. So I know what's expected of me. I have an opportunity to do my best work. I get recognition when I get it right and I get feedback in areas where I maybe have opportunities. And then I also know that I can grow and develop and receive feedback on my progress and that I'm encouraged to develop. So within those two buckets, I believe that the first bucket is almost permission to play. It's almost like you got to be kind, you got to care, value your employees because you could have a great development program. I could get coached and I can have a strong performance management structure, but if I don't feel valued, I don't know that I care that I'm being developed. (laughs) And so I feel valued and then I am getting developed is like the perfect combination. When you look at that and say, okay, well, getting the weeds details, how does that happen? I think first off, you have a good leadership development program. And back to the previous question, you have strong leaders and you know how they're doing and you're developing them to be strong leaders. But then beyond that, you have to have a structure, especially when you talk about the development piece. 
You can't just willy-nilly and be like, hey, managers, go develop your staff because some may not have the skills or know-how. Some may not value it themselves, so they're not going to do it. And others will jump on it and run with it. And so as an organization, I think you need to create that structure. And I can't prescribe what that structure would look like because every organization is so different. And, you know, when you look at the world, especially at performance management, there's really cool things going on these days. The performance review is dead and stuff like that. So there's new innovative ways to do it, but whatever you do, you create a structure. And so at my organization, I can talk a little bit about some of the stuff we've done. We definitely have a performance management process. We do and we still do an annual review. We do focal point in December for everybody. But we also have a lot of structure throughout the year. So we have to have quarterly documented conversations to help our staff know where they're progressing against their goals for the year. Every employee has a success plan. And that success plan clearly maps out what they need to do in their role to be successful. And then when you have those employees who have goals, career aspirations, like, for example, you have a teller that maybe is in school for HR. As managers, we're required to kind of have those conversations and identify those folks. And then we have career plans, career development plans for them as well. And we have an example in our organization right now of a woman who started as a lender years ago, was in school for HR. We recognized it. We gave her opportunities to help out in HR and work on projects. And now she's our HR specialist. It sounds like it's a collaborative effort. Employers have to be really sensitive to the ways that their employees want to grow, but that employees need to feel comfortable speaking out and expressing what their wishes are, what their hopes are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, if the managers are asking, we want you as the employee to speak up and let us know because we're here and willing to do it. And so it's definitely a two-way street. And some may not. Some may keep it personal, but at least they know that we care and that we've even asked the question. (laughs) I've worked in places where it became a real negative if people had career aspirations. So the whole mentality, like, don't poach my employees. If you make it about the manager or the employer, you're not creating engagement. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think the final piece of it is that accountability. So we have the structure as senior leaders or whoever, how are you holding the managers accountable to living into your structure? That's the other key piece. Again, not putting your head in the sand, that kind of stuff. So in the final analysis, if you were to pinpoint one thing that every organization should do to better engage employees, what might that be? So often that's approached as a riddle that companies can't solve, but there has to be an answer. I think it's making it a priority. We get caught up in success or numbers or sales or results. And we focus so much externally that we forget about the internal and the people that are actually driving our success and our results. And those are our employees. And this is not a groundbreaking you know, revelation. It's very well known that happy employees equal happy customers. You know, we focus on customer service and making the customers happy because, I mean, they're our life, right? <laughs> but we focus so much externally. What are we doing internally? What are we doing to make our employees feel valued, feel that they matter? Because if they feel that way, it's going to come across in your customer interactions. It's 100%. And it's even just their tone. I mean, if I come into work happy, my manager values me, I'm getting developed, I'm growing, I see a path for myself throughout the organization or for my career, then I get on the phone or I'm opening a new account for somebody, it's going to show. 
it's going to show that I love this company. I value what I do. I'm enjoying my work. And the customers and members are going to see it and feel it. And it's going to naturally improve the performance of the organization. So I was in an executive meeting the other day and we were talking about what's our top priority and people are like member service. And I'm like, actually, my top priority is our people. And it was not that people disagreed with it. They were like, well, that's important. But and I was like, nope, you guys aren't swaying me. If we focus on our people, the rest will fall into place. And here's hoping that when people hear you talk about this at Beacon, that it will fall into place for them and that they will walk away with something actionable. Fantastic stuff here, Jamie. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Jamie Frogel is Director of Learning and Development at Arlington Community Federal Credit Union. She's based in Arlington, Virginia. Be sure to look for Jamie on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, today's job market in financial services is great for employees and tough for employers. But winning prospective workers amounts to much more than pay and perks. Concentrate on the engagement of employees. Every day they ask themselves, do I matter? Am I valued? It's up to you to provide positive, concrete answers. If you don't, another employer will. Number two. When looking to improve or transform your workplace culture, use Gallup's 12 elements of engagement. Part of that boils down to a bucket you could call, I feel good. Promote workplace camaraderie and permission to play. The other bucket centers on, I'm being developed, getting opportunities and feedback to grow. That hinges on strong leadership and competent management. So be bold enough to let your employees grade your managers so long as it stays in a positive context. And number three, if there's one thing to remember, perhaps even write down and post, it's make your people a priority. It's easy to get caught up in the externals, sales, numbers, results, performance, but also focus on the internal because happy employees mean happy customers. Even just the tone your employees use comes from being grown, developed, and cared for. Don't miss our immersive annual event, BAI Beacon, which takes place in Orlando, Florida, October 9th through 11th. It takes a team to transform an organization, and each team member has their own area of expertise that's critical to the effort. At BAI Beacon, you can find the topics most relevant to your individual role and regroup at the end of the day with fresh perspective and ideas. To find out more, visit BAIBeacon.com. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the AHA Moment, where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career. What makes you love your job, your profession? It's one thing to say that time will tell, and something else to say, it's time to be a teller. Here, Jamie Frogale tells us how an unintended chance to staff a bank window led to wide open doors. Listen. We were adding me to my husband's banking account. We got married and I was in school full time looking for a part time job. So the woman who opened my account at this local community bank was like, oh, you should come be a teller. It's the best work for people in school. So I went and I became a teller and I fell in love with it. I'd still be a teller today if I could. I loved it. I was in what they called teller school. And this bank had a very robust onboarding and training program. It was like a three-week classroom 
and I'm watching the woman doing the training and I just thought I want to do what she does. It was right then and there that I was like, I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And once I got out of the branches, every opportunity I could get to train or to write a procedure or be in that world, I took advantage of until I moved from the banking to the credit union world. And I was able to come on as a training manager. And luckily, especially in the credit union world, they have a lot of roundtables and a lot of sharing. So other trainers and other learning development folks were willing to help me and mentor me. And I have just run with it ever since. And I don't think I'd want to be anywhere else than doing training at a financial institution. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long. So long.